All right, wrestling fans, it is Wednesday, July 14th, which means it is time for Pro Wrestling America, the greatest fantasy wrestling organization in the Wrestling with Theology Network. This week, we come from the Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois, having the first two rounds of the Deadly Dozen Tournament for the Illinois Heavyweight title. So, 14 matches on the card tonight. One contract signing, as we have Jason the Gift Kincaid signing, but not appearing on the card tonight. But the card tonight has such great action that it starts even before we have the first bell. As the episode opens up with a Toyota Corolla pulling into a parking space behind the Wintrust Arena. Brickhouse Brown steps out of the car and Dutch Mantell rushes him from off camera and closes the door on him. The two brawl around the car. Dutch finally gains the upper hand when he slams Brickhouse's head onto the hood of the car. Dutch then drags Brickhouse back to the driver's door. He opens it up a little further and slams Brickhouse's right arm four times into it before Iceman King Parsons and Gentleman Chris Adams chase Dutch away. So we go from the video of that attack this afternoon to then the opening in the Wintrust Arena. Will Brickhouse Brown be able to put up his career in the PWA against Dutch Mantel's television title? Now, we usually have like world heavyweight titles or even sometimes the U.S. heavyweight title or the AWA Southern heavyweight title up against careers and things like that. So, I mean, this is very important that we have then the television title, the bottom title, having a stipulation like this. But that is the height of the feud between Dutch Mantel and Brickhouse Brown. But before we get to that, we have the first of the non-Deadly Dozen tournament matches as we have the gauntlet match for tonight for Savannah Jack facing off against Nightmare Danny Davis. And Savannah takes control of the match from the very beginning. Davis tries to make an inroad into the match, but Savannah manages to maintain control. And Savannah wins with the Russian leg sweep in a time of 7 minutes, 24 seconds. Video footage rolls from Jerry Calhoun's video from last week. I come to the interview area to make my answer. I tell Calhoun to have a wonderful time not working for the PWA. I will not have a referee who complains about the downside of a job in a, as a referee in a wrestling match. I have found replacements that have no problem getting their hands dirty in a match. So I introduce Nick Patrick and Tommy Young as the newest referees in the PWA. And they will begin their tenure in the PWA tonight. So now we get into the first round of the Deadly Dozen Tournament. This is that great tournament, 12-man round robin. So 11 rounds of matches for the Illinois heavyweight title. The Illinois state champion, the first one from PWA, will be crowned in October because these matches will only take place in Illinois. Now, first match, Steve Carino taking on Billy Gunn. Carino makes his way down to the ring and grabs the microphone from the announcer. 
He tells the crowd in Chicago that Billy Gunn is only the first step on Carino's journey to the Illinois heavyweight title, which will then lead him to either the American or the world heavyweight title. He calls the rest of the Deadly Dozen tournament wrestlers a bunch of washed up, useless wrestlers who ought to be put out to pasture. Gunn rushes the ring and attacks Carino as he is finishing up his remarks. Gunn continues to bounce him around the ring, winning the match quickly with the famous sir in a time of 3 minutes 56 seconds. The next match features Bobo Brazil facing off against fallen angel Christopher Daniels. Brazil cuts a promo in the interview area where he decries his placement in this tournament. He didn't become a wrestler to be the champion of the state of Illinois. He came into wrestling to become the world champion. He promises that his run in the Deadly Dozen tournament will be very short. It won't be long before he is the world heavyweight champion. He also berated most of the wrestlers in the tournament as not being worth his time. Daniels attacks Brazil at the interview area. They brawl down to the ring. Daniel tries to keep control of the match, but Brazil gets the upper hand after a vicious headbutt. Daniels tries one last chance with the best moonsault ever while Brazil is still standing, but Brazil catches him and drills him into the mat with a running power slam for the win in a time of 3 minutes, 58 seconds. We move on to the next match. Honky Tonk Man versus Nightmare Ken Wayne. Unlike the promo before the previous match, Honky Tonk Man praises the wrestlers in the tournament and notes that there are only three wrestlers out of the 12 that haven't held a title in the PWA yet. Himself, his tag team partner, Gentleman Chris Adams, and his opponent for the night, Nightmare Ken Wayne. HTM expresses his gratitude towards myself and the PWA Board of Directors in bringing such a wonderful tournament to fruition instead of just an idea on paper. He wishes Ken Wayne and Steve Carino, his opponents for the night, the best as they get ready to step in the ring with him. So in his match with Nightmare Ken Wayne, Honky Tonk Man takes early control of the match and gains the pinfall with the shake, rattle, and roll in a time of 4 minutes, 9 seconds. The next match has Honky Tonk Man's tag team partner, Gentleman Chris Adams, facing off against Buzz Sawyer. And Adams cuts a promo about Buzz and Candido as well as the rest of the wrestlers in the Deadly Dozen tournament. He especially makes the fans a promise to be in the final match of the tournament where the winner will be crowned. The match doesn't last very long as Buzz gets the quick win with a pile driver in 1 minute 37 seconds. Now we get to the match in the first round that I have been looking forward to for this entire time as since I brought this tournament to fruition. Iceman King Parsons versus former world heavyweight champion Jerry Lawler. Lawler cuts a promo with Parsons in mind, but he also puts Daniels on notice that he was making the Illinois heavyweight title into a stepping stone back to the world heavyweight title. Lawler and Parsons battle back and forth for quite some time. Lawler goes for a pile driver, but Iceman backdrops him. As Lawler gets back to his feet, Parsons nails him with the butt thump. Lawler falls out of the ring. Lawler refuses to return to the ring, and referee Nick Patrick counts him out. In a time of 6 minutes, 55 seconds, your winner, Iceman King Parsons. Now, the last match 
of the first round of the tournament feature Stone Cold Steve Austin against Chris Candido. Austin speaks to all 11 fellow wrestlers in the Deadly Dozen tournament that they should expect to see him win the Illinois heavyweight title. He puts everyone on notice that he has a stunner for each of them. Austin and Candido have a wonderful match. Both men have several chances to win the match, but Austin wins it in a time of 7 minutes, 17 seconds with a small package. Now we go to the other match that is not in the Deadly Dozen tournament. Television title on the line against the PWA career as Dirty Dutch Mantel defends his title against Brickhouse Brown. The medical authorities will not clear Brickhouse to wrestle. His injuries from Mantel's attack are too great. Mantel comes out to the ring with the television title around his waist. He declares that Brickhouse is unworthy of being a contender. As he starts to rant, my music begins to play. I come out and ask Mantel if he is satisfied with his actions this afternoon. Mantel says that the only thing he would change would be to eliminate Brickhouse from wrestling forever, not just for a year. Mantel challenges anyone in the dressing room to come out and take Brickhouse's place. He demands that the same stipulation be in place. And Buzz Sawyer's music plays. I look at him and ask if he really wants to wrestle a third match tonight. He says that he wouldn't have come out if he weren't ready to take a third match. Mantell tries to keep the advantage by continually throwing Buzz outside the ring. Buzz keeps climbing back onto the ring apron. Mantell keeps breaking Tommy Young's count until the 15-minute time limit has expired. Mantell raises his hands in victory and grabs the microphone. He demands that Buzz be forced to join his brother off the PWA roster because he didn't beat him. My music plays again. I come out and say that I will accept Buzz's departure from the PWA since he did not defeat Mantell. Mantell cackles until I say that by the same token, I would strip Mantell of the television title because he didn't beat or even wrestle Buzz. Mantell concedes and says Buzz can stay and will graciously give him a rematch next week. I announce that Buzz will challenge Mantell for the television title once again in Detroit. But Mantell wants to make things interesting. He's gone round and round with Buzz before. He wants Buzz to put $1,000 up against the title. Buzz says that he is more than willing to put up the money if Mantell will actually wrestle the match. I agree to all the terms. Mantell will defend the television title against Buzz Sawyer's $1,000 in a lumberjack match next week in Detroit. I go on to say that that is not the only great match coming up in the next month or so. On August 18th, at the Sanford Pentagon, a new number one contender for the World Heavyweight title will be crowned. Unlike the Deadly Dozen tournament for the Illinois Heavyweight title, it will all happen in one night. A lethal lottery tournament with 24 men. Six tag team matches with random tag team partners. The winners going on to a battle royal to crown the new number one contender. Bobo Brazil's music plays. He walks out behind me. He looms over me with a glare that forces me to take a step back from him. He declares that he is the number one contender. The only reason that a new number one contender needs to be crowned is when he becomes world heavyweight champion. 
I informed Brazil that he has one more chance to take the title away from Undertaker. July 28th in Champagne. If he doesn't win the title during that match, the only way he can return to the number one contender spot is to win the Lethal Lottery Battle Royal. Brazil skulks off with a warning to the Undertaker that the belt is going to be his. The full field of 24 wrestlers will be announced on August 4th, two weeks prior to that Lethal Lottery tournament. Now we get into round two of the Deadly Dozen tournament. First match features Nightmare Ken Wayne going up against Billy Gunn. And Gunn cuts a promo belittling Wayne, the Nightmares, and the entire strong army. Gunn takes control of the match very early. Wayne tries to battle back, but he runs right into a power slam. As Wayne gets back to his feet, Gunn nails the Famouser for the pin in a time of 3 minutes, 55 seconds. Again, these are all quick matches because they are all 10-minute time limit matches to fit all 12 matches into a decent amount of time for a wrestling card. Next match, Jerry the King Lawler facing off against Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Daniels waits until Lawler climbs into the ring for his Deadly Dozen promo. He wants Lawyer to be able to rebut anything the Fallen Angel might say. As Daniels declares that Brazil will be the only loss in the tournament, Lawler takes the microphone away. As Lawler turns to speak to the crowd, Daniels bounces off the middle turnbuckle with a drop kick. Lawler rolls under the bottom rope. Referee Tommy Young calls for the bell. Daniels challenges Lawler to get back into the ring, but Lawler starts to walk away. As Young's count reaches four, Lawler backpedals into Steve Carino. Carino tosses Lawler back into the ring. Lawler turns to yell at Carino, and Daniels nails him from behind with running knee lift. Lawler slams into the turnbuckle. Daniels and Lawler have a wonderful match for five minutes. As Daniels takes control of the match, Lawler hides in the corner. Carino tries to show that Lawler's doing something. As Young approaches the corner, Lawler accidentally throws a fireball into Young's face. As Young crawls away, Carino slides into the ring. He and Daniels double-team Lawler, ending with a spike pile driver before Daniels nails the best moonsault ever. Carino gets Young in position to count the pinfall. Your winner, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, in a time of six minutes, eight seconds. Next match is Honky Tonk Man versus Steve Carino. As Carino celebrates with Daniels, Honky Tonk Man rushes down to the ring to tell Young about the double-teaming. Carino and Daniels double-team HTM until Young and Nick Patrick, the referee scheduled for the match between HTM and Carino, force Daniels out of the ring. As Patrick calls for the bell, Carino nails HTM with a low blow before drilling him with a pile driver. He locks HTM into the STO. Patrick calls for the bell and signals that HTM submitted. Carino rolls out of the ring as HTM pleads his case that he never submitted. Your winner, by submission, Steve Carino in a time of 34 seconds. Next match. One of the matches I was looking forward to in this round of the tournament. Gentleman Chris Adams versus Chris Candido. Candido cuts a promo on Adams' undeserved booking in the PWA. Candido talks about special favoritism that Adams tends to receive. He openly wonders if it stems from Adams or from Sunshine. Adams rushes the ring to defend his valet's good name. 
Adams controls the match for a couple of minutes. Candido takes control of the match once Adams misses a super kick in the corner. Candido takes him down with a belly-to-back suplex. Candido hops onto the middle turnbuckle, but Adams rolls out of the way of the New Jersey Jam. Adams and Candido brawl for a couple more minutes before Candido snaps Adams' neck over the top rope. Candido pulls Adams out of the ring. They brawl outside of the ring until Candido slams Adams' head into the ring post. Candido rolls him into the ring and jumps onto the ring apron and onto the turnbuckle. He leaps off with a flying headbutt to get the pin in a time of 6 minutes, 44 seconds. The next match in the tournament features Iceman King Parsons against Bobo Brazil. Iceman cuts a promo where he talks about Brazil's preoccupation with the World Heavyweight title. Iceman tells Brazil that he needs to focus on White's right in front of him. Iceman and Brazil have a brilliant match. Iceman gets the upper hand as Brazil misses a big splash in the corner. Iceman bounces off the side ropes with a butt thump. Brazil bounces off the opposite ropes, and Iceman rolls him up with a small package for the pin in a time of 7 minutes, 13 seconds. And now we have the main event of the evening, the last of the Deadly Dozen tournament matches for the evening, Stone Cold Steve Austin facing off against Buzz Sawyer. And Austin and Buzz have a classic brawl all around the ring. It manages to stay inside the ring for the entire match, surprisingly. But Austin gets the pin with the stunner in a time of 4 minutes, 51 seconds. So at the end of the night, your front runners in the Deadly Dozen tournament, having won both their matches so far, are Billy Gunn, Iceman King Parsons, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Will these three guys still be the front runners in nine rounds? You'll have to find out. But this match or this tournament will be a great time and a great ride throughout the next couple of months as we go through the different cards in the state of Illinois. But for PWA, we are signing off, waiting until next week in Little Cedars Arena in Detroit, where we have several good matches, including the television title versus $1,000 Lumberjack match. We've got World Tag Team titles on the line as David Von Erich and Dutch Mantel defend against Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown, and also a War Games match between Strong Army and the Guns for Hire. Those are the highlights for next week, so I encourage you to be here for that. But also, I encourage you to be for, for the rest of the Wrestling with Theology, the Confessional Corner on Mondays, the Digging Deeper into the Psalms on Thursdays, the sermons as they come out. I encourage you to be here for all of that, because all of it is here for your benefit to help wrestle with theology, as well as Pro Wrestling America, just to have a little bit of fun. Until then, this is Southern Dynamite Doug Minton, promoter of the PWA, signing off, wishing you God's greatest blessings. <laughs>